The evangelical vote is the pathway to victory in Iowa. Five days before the Iowa caucuses, one of the most burning questions is whether Donald Trump still holds evangelical voters in the palm of his hand. Many of us are very happy with things that he accomplished when he was in the White House, but who he is, his character also is problematic. Pastor Mike Damastis said that balance between Trump's record and rhetoric, his policy and personality, rests at the heart of what many Iowa evangelicals have been weighing. We will pray for God and we will be with God. The strength of Trump's support among Christian conservatives could solidify or slow his march to the Republican nomination. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been furiously trying to peel away that support, questioning Trump's commitment to the anti-abortion movement. For pro-life voters in Iowa, uh, Donald Trump is taking positions that are way different uh, than what he professed to believe when he first ran for president in 2016. He's talking about Trump's attack on Florida's six-week abortion ban. I think what he far. did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. On this, Pastor Charles Hundley agrees with DeSantis. He, too, bristled when Trump made those comments, but he's still planning to vote for the former president. If President Trump was right here, I would let him know that sometimes your comments, they irritate all of us at one time or another. But in the end, it's not the way he does that, it's really what he says and or in how he carries that out. He is a person of policy. In 2016, Iowa's evangelicals made up nearly two-thirds of Republican caucus attendees and helped lift Ted Cruz to victory over Trump. DeSantis and Nikki Haley are striving for a similar outcome. Hundley did not support Trump then, but he does now because of the appointments to the Supreme Court and his belief in a more limited government. And do you see him as a man of faith? Yes, I do. Yes. He's not perfect. He's imperfect, just like the rest of us. Trump's campaign is focused intently on building its faith outreach for those who go to church and those who don't. Every rally opens with a prayer. Jesus, I pray favor over President Trump to be the trumpet and also be the wrecking ball to dismantle the corrupt government. It's fostered a deep Trump loyalty that remains strong. I want President Trump back in the worst way because Life was better then. Debbie Helt, who sent letters of admiration for Trump with her Christmas cards, told us she's never considered any other candidate. God puts people over us in office, and um, I believe God put Donald Trump there, and I want him back in again. When we first met Damascus last fall at the Fort Des Moines Church of Christ, Trump was one of his options. There's a loyalty with Trump and uh, people that follow him. Now he's narrowed his choice to DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy. He said he and other evangelicals were offended by a recent video Trump shared on social media, suggesting he was the Messiah. So God made Trump. It was offensive to us because we don't see Trump as a messianic figure. Damastus has met most all of the Republican candidates. He doesn't tell members of his congregation for whom to vote, but implores them to make faith a part of their vote. But as a pastor, it is my role to guide them and remind them to let them know God's with you, even in the voting booth. How important are evangelicals in the state? I mean, very important. Uh, if Donald Trump is really going to have a slingshot to the nomination, he is going to need the, uh, the fulsome support from evangelicals. But they're also key for Governor DeSantis. He's been working them and really pushing that uh, pro-life message in his view. Uh, I expect he'll do so again tonight on stage. But the evangelical vote is hardly monolith. I mean, right. the voters we talk to uh, throughout the year, some support Haley, some support DeSantis, but a lot still do support Trump. And it all goes back to the Supreme Court. 
it really, uh, person after person, really um, hold him responsible and thank him for the three justices that helped overturn Roe versus Wade. But there are also many independent thinkers out there. Some also said they're eager to move on. So that will be a key question on Monday night, how strong that evangelical vote is for Donald Trump. And it could determine how strong Ron DeSantis is also on Monday in Iowa. Yeah, Jeff Selmy, thanks very much. Erin, uh, back to you. All right. I mean, it's just fascinating to hear that whole conversation. So everyone back with me. So, Kristen, I mean, you know you the, these voters. And, you know, you heard the pastor tell Jeff Zeleny the evangelical vote is the pathway to victory in Iowa, right? That God is with you even in the voting booth. So um, how important is it in Iowa now? Because I know there's been a lot of shifts and changes even within that blog. As Jeff says, it is not monolithic. That's right. I mean, if you look back at the past couple of Republican primaries in Iowa, you have Mike Huckabee. Rick Santorum, Ted Cruz, all elevated to winning the Iowa caucuses because of the strength of their support in the evangelical community. But what's a little bit different now is you maybe would have thought 10, 20 years ago of the issues animating that community as being things like abortion, or we would think of culture war issues as saying God and guns. And that's changed a little bit now hmm. to where it is more kind of, you, you hear folks like DeSantis talk about woke corporations or you know LGBT issues, the role of gender in society and what that all looks like. And those are the sorts of things that have shifted what evangelicals care about, which is in part why Donald Trump does particularly well with evangelical voters who don't actually go to church every Sunday. <laughs> if you say that you are someone who's a born-again Christian, but maybe you don't report going to church on Sunday and Bible study on Wednesday, you're actually exactly the type of voter that really finds Donald Trump's message. Appealing. Which I guess in some, in some sense could yes. make sense, right, Jamie? Yeah. So I, I, that pastor said that this uh, ad that Trump had put up, God made Trump, was offensive. Yeah. I would uh, beg to say that Trump knows his audience and that he is confident in these evangelical voters. They do not care. They have looked past all of his personal foibles. And at the end of the day, uh, I actually think I may personally know all the never Trump Christian evangelicals, and I can count them on one hand. They're people I've known for many years. This group has stayed loyal to him, and I think they're going to stay loyal. And when you talk about that we ad, have yeah, to go ahead. underscore this issue about the de-churched evangelical vote, which mm -hmm. is white and culturally identifying as Christian. Yep. Pew Research has shown that between 2016 and 2020, you had a number of white Americans who began identifying as evangelical, mm. who were supporters of Trump. So the Iowa voter you're talking about who was organized by organized religion and its political supporters, those aren't the same people that Trump is courting. And quite frankly, they may be the people that Ron DeSantis is kind of missing in his pursuit of the old school endorsements from the kind of religious right as we knew it out of the 80s. Well, also, when you go on social media and you put an ad out like Trump did, right? You heard the pastor say that offended him. But but Jamie's point, that Trump knows his audience. Yeah, it's not right? for him. Right, not not for him, and, and maybe not for anyone that, that Jeff was speaking to in that piece, but nonetheless, maybe some of what they said shows a little bit of why that may have resonated. Let me just play again what a couple of those voters said to Jeff. God puts people over us in office, and... Um, I believe God put Donald Trump there, and I want him back in again. He has godly principles, and I saw those at work when he was president. I'd like to give him that chance again. You know, what she said really does, though, resonate. You have to hear it. for God puts people over us in office, and I believe God put Donald Trump there.
None of those people are quitting Donald Trump anytime soon, right? right. And, and and we saw that way, way back in, in 2016, in October 7th or 8th, the day days after the first, you know, Access Hollywood tape, you know, people thought that the, the campaign was going to collapse and it was just going to blow away like, uh, you know, dust in the wind. And not so. I mean, no. people showed up and they kept showing up and they're not going to quit because they like the fact that Donald Trump is a fighter. And you'll hear this again and again. He fights for us. You know, the Republicans think that the Democrats fought dirty for all these years. And and the Bush and, and the kind of Mitt Romney's played by the Marcus of Queensberry rules, right? And they were they weren't dirty. And yeah. Trump is a dirty fighter, and they like that. And they're gonna stick with him. So so Alyssa, here's one thing that I think is fascinating in all of this, right? As you talk about well, I mean, I guess people know know what Trump is on his mm -hmm. personal on his personal level. Uh, last time around, Trump had twenty two percent of the evangelical vote in Iowa. The latest poll now among for, among evangelicals in Iowa is that he's at fifty one. I mean, it's incredible. He's nearly doubled his support. He he has more or less, uh, the evangelical community, community has made a bit of a deal with the devil with Donald Trump. They look at the policy outcomes, and they can forgive any number of personal failings. He is the president that for 30 years the evangelical church wanted to take down Roe. He appointed the three justices that Just took down Roe. Right. That, that will get that will make them overlook anything he does or says. And one thing I do want to know in terms of tonight's <clears> debate <throat> This underscores why Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, frankly, have a really delicate dance to do. DeSantis is playing for Iowa. Nikki Haley needs to be able to do well in more independent, more moderate-leaning New Hampshire while not off-putting the voters in Iowa. This is major league politics here, so she's going to throw some red meat to this crowd, but also cannot risk alienating the I state she's going to next. We have to talk about the separation from the evangelical community, the separation from people who were looking for someone who was kind of an upstanding, forthright person to now being a political evangelical. And you grew up as an evangelical. And I grew so up really in the evangelical church. You. And so I kind of, you know, I would go, I haven't been in a long time, but my mother, who was one for a long time, and you go to services in the 2000s and they'd be playing videos about George Bush right before service started yeah, yeah. and how he was a man of faith. But here's, here's the problem that I have. You have Barack Obama, right, who's married to and got two children and they go to church and they're like good people. You got Joe Biden, who goes to church every Sunday. He's one of the most devout Catholics we probably had that we, you know, that we can think of. But nobody seems to think that's okay. The reason why I think is you look at <coughs> Iowa. According to Des Moines, Des Moines Register poll, 80% of the people who show up in caucus are pro-life, right? Mm -hmm. And as Alyssa just said, uh, Donald Trump gave them the end of row. So they may help him in a primary. In a general election, it's going to be very tough for him to get past that.